0: The first lesson this morning comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 10 through 16. I invite you now to listen for the word of the Lord. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. Our
1: second scripture text today comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Listen once again for God's word that is to us and for us. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her, Mary, as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Here we are on this last Sunday of Advent. During this season, we have been singing and praying and proclaiming. We have been journeying and listening and following. We have been preparing, and watching, and waiting. And so here we are on this last Sunday of Advent this year. The last Sunday before Jesus is born and placed in that lowly manger. The last Sunday before the angels high in heaven sing their glorious tunes the last Sunday before the world is completely changed. But before we get carried away and jump to Christmas, we as a people of faith still have a little more journeying and preparing and waiting to do. There is still a little more of this wondrous story to be told. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. That is how our scripture text today begins. The past few weeks of Advent, we have been introduced to and have heard about the life of John the Baptist. And in this text, we are told of Mary and Joseph, the ones called to be Jesus' parents here on earth. Just before the selected text for today, The author of Matthew begins this gospel with a long genealogy with many different names, indicating that Jesus is from the lineage of David and that he is to be the Messiah. The author of Matthew focuses more on Joseph's perspective in this narrative, whereas the author of the gospel of Luke focuses a bit more on Mary's. If you read either one of these texts though, whether from Mary's perspective or Joseph's, you might begin to think about their lived experiences. You might begin to wonder about all of the journeying and preparing and waiting they experienced before they welcomed into the world the one who was and is to save the world. But again, let's not get carried away and jump to the end of the text. Let us first journey alongside Joseph and Mary as they wait for the arrival of the one who will fulfill prophecies. And it's important to journey alongside them to see the full picture from their perspectives because at first glance, peace is not necessarily readily found within this narrative. The larger context of this time and this place is saturated with chaos, uncertainty, and instability, caused by oppressive empires and kings that value their egos over people's lives. Laws and rules from the government linger, and create the possibility of jeopardizing Mary's future and Joseph's too. Preparations for this first Christmas by these first-time parents were far from proper and conventional. Angels appear in dreams, giving news that seems illogical and irrational. This news the angel gives does not only just influence Mary and Joseph too, It influences the whole world and it influences everyone in a pretty big way. So, where is peace found in all of this complex messiness? As we continue to look closer into the text, we notice that Mary and Joseph are living in a time of waiting waiting to hear what decisions and plans the other has made, waiting to see how their families and those in their society would respond, waiting to see if this prophecy would actually really even happen. And so as we journey and wait with Mary and Joseph and experience this story from their perspectives, we might again daringly ask, Where is the peace in all of this? Finding peace in the midst of waiting is not always the easiest thing to do. One of the most poignant and profound examples of waiting I have seen was a story being told on a Broadway stage in New York City. For years, I had been wanting and waiting to visit The City That Never Sleeps, So when a friend of mine who was serving a church in the city invited me to come visit, the wait was over. In January of 2020, I traveled to New York City just months before the COVID-19 pandemic caused a worldwide shutdown, which then wreaked chaos, confusion, and uncertainty in all of our lives. One day I visited the 9-11 Museum and Memorial, And I saw images and heard stories of overwhelming chaos, confusion, and uncertainty as I journeyed from exhibit to exhibit. The next evening, my friend and I went to a Broadway show titled Come From Away. This brilliant show tells the story of the 38 planes that were rerouted to and grounded in Gander, Newfoundland after the atrocities occurred on 9-11. While respectfully honoring those who died on that day, this show also honors the perspectives and the lived experiences of those who experienced the days after 9-11, particularly the lived experiences of the people who ended up as strays on that island. In one scene, the cast describes the experience of waiting and waiting and waiting on the plane, long after it had urgently landed. Twenty-eight hours, they sing, over an entire day. And in the midst of waiting, the cast exclaims with fear and frustration in their voices, if there's someone going to clue us in to tell us all what's happening because the sun is setting and we're sitting in the dark wherever we are. And the waiting that occurred on those planes was not isolated. People all over the world that day and in the days following spent their moments waiting for a phone to ring, waiting for news to be shared, waiting to hear from loved ones waiting is a theme that is not a stranger to humanity waiting is often hard waiting is sometimes scary and yet our lives are made up of waiting waiting for a trip across the world waiting for another trip around the sun waiting for school to end and Christmas break to begin, waiting for school to begin again after a pandemic broke all of our routines and patterns, waiting for a test result or a clear scan, waiting for answers that seem a little irrational and impossible, Waiting for the bus, the train, the plane. Waiting for the line to move or to hear your name. Waiting for the possibility of a relationship to begin. Waiting for the right time for a relationship to end. Waiting for births, new life, and first breaths. Waiting and hoping for loved ones to experience peaceful deaths. Waiting. It makes up our lives. And so we once again daringly ask, how do we experience peace in the midst of so much waiting? Well, friends, we experience peace in the midst of waiting when we take time to remember the things that center us and ground us. In one of the scenes from Come From Away, you see the people as they continue to wait and wait and wait for news that they will soon return home. They waited and waited and waited in schools, shelters, and churches, surrounded by strangers as well as strangers that now became friends. And because of the abundant interviews the directors have with those who experienced this day, Throughout the show, the cast members express the emotions the people named. Fear, uncertainty, doubt, frustration, hopelessness. And again, we are left thinking, where is the peace in all of this? And then, all of a sudden, a cast member slowly moves to the center of the stage and begins to sing... Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord. And where there's doubt, true faith in you. This hymn centered, grounded, and brought peace to a situation and to a person who was filled with chaos and uncertainty, And so I wonder what song or hymn centered and grounded Mary and Joseph as they experienced all of that waiting. As they journeyed, I wonder what brought them peace. And so I also wonder what song or hymn or verse or phrase you might need to carry on in the waiting. I wonder what good news you need to hear for your journey. And if you can't think of one, our scripture gives us one today. We are to be reminded that God gave us the biggest gift of all. Christ, Emmanuel, Through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are reminded that in the waiting, God is with us. And friends, everything changes when we remember that God is with us. The author of Matthew wraps the entire gospel in this good news. In this text that describes the birth, the genesis of Jesus, At the very beginning of the Gospel, we read and we are reminded that God is with us. And at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, the author writes that the risen Christ says to us all, I am with you always. From the Immaculate Conception to the Holy Resurrection, from rerouted plains to lowly manger scenes from churches to schools to hospital waiting rooms, from skies that reach high to the oceans that dive deep, from times of great grief to times of overwhelming joy, from wherever we are and however we are, God is with us. And the God that is with us is the same God that is for us. The God who brings peace. The God who saves all. The God who gives mercy and grace. The God who is creatively working in all of our lives. The God who wants what is best for us. The God who desires for us to flourish. The God who invites us into relationship. The God who prays for us and blesses us the God who was and is and will forever be journeying alongside us through the moments of waiting that make up our lives. With good news like that, how could we not feel God's peace? With good news like that, how could we not want to share Christ's peace? With good news like that, Why would we not want to be channels of God's peace? And so, church family, we continue to wait. We continue to wait for good news, and we continue to wait for peace for all, and we continue to wait for the one who will bring peace on earth. And so in the waiting... I invite you to receive this blessing. I could not let Advent end after all without sharing some more words of Jan Richardson's. So I invite you to receive this blessing, a blessing for waiting. For those who wait with fear, who wait with joy, who wait with peace, who wait with rage, who wait for the end, who wait for the beginning, who wait alone, who wait together, bless them. Church family, may you be blessed in the waiting. And as you wait, may you experience moments of peace too. May it be so, amen.